Hello, my name is Andrew Gruen, and welcome to Empires of Eve, the History Lectures. And this episode is your introduction to Eve Online. We're going to use this episode to get you up to speed on everything you need to know in order to place all of the stories that we're going to be talking about in a proper context. And I want to say right off the bat that regardless of your level of knowledge about EVE Online, you're welcome here. And this isn't a show that's just for bitter veterans of EVE Online or a show for complete novices. It's a show for everybody. And so if there's ever anything about EVE Online that you'd feel like you don't understand or you'd like explained a little bit more, uh, please feel like you can reach out and let me know and we'll try to address that in future episodes. And for veteran EVE players who are listening to this, uh, you probably won't learn anything new in this episode. Uh, but the one thing that I want veteran players to come away with is to remember that EVE Online wasn't always the game that you're playing today. Uh, it's changed enormously over the past 14 years, and all of the stories we're going to be talking about take place in a different EVE than the one that you know. It takes place in a different context because the version update was different. And so we always have to try to be cognizant of which era of EVE Online this took place in. But for everyone listening to this who is new to EVE Online, Welcome to New Eden. To start from the very beginning, EVE Online is an online science fiction role-playing game. Players spend most of their time in the game flying spaceships around the more than 7,500 star systems that comprise the star cluster where the game takes place, which is called New Eden. Players will also spend their time buying and selling goods on different marketplaces across the game, because within EVE is a highly complex economy. Almost everything in the game world can be built by the players, even some of the permanent infrastructure of the game world. Some players' entire occupation in the world of EVE Online is to work as miners, collecting ores from asteroids and giant mining ships, and then selling those ores on the marketplaces. Those ores then get bought up by production specialists, who haul those ores to factories to refine them into their more valuable constituent parts. And then other players can buy those refined minerals and then use them to produce ship components and things like weapons arrays. And then still further players can use those parts to build spaceships and ammunition and even entire space stations. The world of New Eden is a world that was built by and is sustained by the players. Powerful groups of players sometimes cooperate to build enormous space stations and ships which may take as long as three months to build. But spaceships and stations aren't the only thing built in EVE Online. Huge networks of players have been built in order to better cooperate to conquer the star cluster. Whether it was through trade or business or military power, these groups of players have become increasingly adept at organizing themselves over the course of EVE's history. They have bureaucracies and fully staffed governmental agencies and spy networks. They even have diplomats who work to organize their relations with dozens of allies and adversaries, each with their own unique viewpoint and goals. And those diplomats are especially key when war breaks out between these coalitions of players. Because EVE Online is built by the players, it can also largely be destroyed by the players. All of those massive feats of construction can all be destroyed by an organized military force flying enormous kilometer-long artillery ships. The political environment in EVE is always in a state of flux, and occasionally it snaps. The wars that erupt between players make for some of the most engrossing dramas you could possibly hope for. And it's the progression of those wars that will form the main storyline of this show. The leaders and spokespersons for those organizations will give grand war speeches about the virtues of democracy and the futility of resistance against their overwhelming military superiority. And the most special thing about EVE is that when these political conflicts break out, the wars actually take place inside the virtual environment. The players build armadas of thousands of warships, each of which has to be piloted by an individual member of the Alliance, and fly them straight into their enemy territory, 
to destroy their star bases and capture their outposts. The great battles of this story will be fought by thousands of players at once. You might have even seen some of the amazing stories and videos that come out of these battles, where you can see thousands of ships in a chaotic jumbled mess of battle, with huge laser blasts crisscrossing the diameter of what looks like an enormous bubble of ships. There are amazing things that happen in EVE Online, and this podcast will chronicle many of the most important of them. But even then, we'll only be scraping at the surface of the sprawling history of a massive virtual world. And I think the thing that makes EVE Online so uniquely special is because it has only one persistent game universe. Most other online games exist on servers that are spread across the world, and each one of those servers contains an isolated copy of the game world. So for example, in a game like World of Warcraft, there isn't just one Azeroth. There are hundreds of Azeroths all around the world. The history of one of those servers is probably fascinating, but no one server will ever be the definitive history of the game. EVE Online has only two servers. One of these is for the Chinese community, which is due to strict internet regulations in that community. And that server is called Serenity. And then there's another server for the entire rest of the world called Tranquility. This podcast chronicles the history of the Tranquility server, which is used by people from Sweden to America, from Russia to Uruguay, and from South Korea to Dubai. Most of the cultures of the world collide within EVE Online in some form, although historically American, Northern European, and Russian cultures have been largely dominant. And one of the most fascinating aspects of EVE Online comes from how each of the factions attempts to navigate this tangled web of cultures and viewpoints. But when EVE Online is at its most complex, it's also really important to remember that EVE Online is a game primarily about spaceships. And from moment to moment, you're usually either inside of a space station or you're flying around in open space. But nonetheless, there are a ton of different ways of life within EVE Online. The huge player alliances that we talked about a moment ago are only one way to play EVE. The society that exists within EVE is a place of many different kinds of people. Some people are role players and enjoy writing stories and speaking to friends and enemies as though they were the actual characters inside of the EVE Online universe. Other players focus their entire in-game experience on profit and money making. Uh, they may be industrialists who operate factories and charge tariffs on the goods that are produced there, or maybe they're just particularly successful scam artists. There are very few laws in EVE Online, and if you can grift someone out of their money, it's usually yours to keep as long as you didn't cheat. There's virtually no end to the multitude of ways to live within its universe of New Eden. But the best way to understand EVE Online is just to keep your imagination open. Don't try too hard to understand what EVE Online is and what happens there. Instead, try to imagine what could happen within EVE Online, which is basically anything as long as it can be accomplished with spaceships. The story that we're going to be talking about in this podcast has been taking place over the last 14 years. Because in EVE Online, one event leads to the next. Which means that things that are happening right now in EVE are the result of a cause-and-effect relationship that stretches back decades. So we're going to begin the story at a time very shortly after EVE Online launched to the public. It's the story of a civil war that occurred in the northern region of EVE in 2003. And it's an utterly fascinating story because there's more than one moment when everything you expected to happen just gets thrown up into the air, and history takes a drastic turn that nobody saw coming. And it's also a fascinating story because by the time we reach the conclusion, we'll be touching on some of the most truly remarkable aspects of EVE Online. And we'll even be talking about the ways in which players were beginning to experiment with twisting truth itself. This story is going to lay the groundwork for everything that will come after this point in EVE Online's history. And one of the characters that you're going to meet is going to find themselves, at the end of this conflict, 
on the very top of the EVE Online political heap. And this character will remain there for the next five years. The first major story arc of this show is the origin story for the first truly great villain in EVE Online's history. Mm -hmm.